This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hello, hello, hello. Ben's not here today. He is, I think, at a golf tournament in Dominican Republic, which is pretty cool. Um, Yeah, I know. (laughs) We have some familiar guests here. We have Chris and Crystal. They hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, guys. She did the sexy voice. Hi. <laughs> Yay. We're on my sexy man. Voice. Chris, how often do you get the sexy voice? I get it on occasion. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to ask. It's I, I get the good morning sexy voice every morning. Ooh, so that's a nice way. Already, to I'm up. ready to rip every morning. <laughs> so. Oh, he is. <laughs> you guys were nice enough to wake up at 5.30 in the morning. We woke up at, um, we left at 5.30 this morning. Yeah. From San Diego mm-hmm. to beat the LA traffic. You guys, it's supposed to take like an, it's two and a half hours, right? From San Diego to, to LA. But it's it always two. takes about four and a half. About four. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those, yeah. those last 50 miles are the worst. They'll get you because you're like, yeah. oh, we got 11 miles to go. Awesome. 55 minutes later. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I'm I, so confused. I know exactly what 11 miles we're talking about. Um, before we get into it with you guys, we have Blake Hortzman on the line. Are you guys friends with Blake? Oh, yeah. yeah Blake's, Blake's my super boy. Cool. You know Blake. Love yeah. Blake. Okay, great. Well, he just had a blind date at Jingle Ball. Kisses Jingle <laughs> Ball here in LA. And Blake, <laughs> hi, I hear you giggling. Um, I did. I was giggling. <laughs> hi. I'm so sorry I didn't run into you at Jingle Ball. That was so sad. You guys were on the I other know. podium, the like on the other side of seats. I know. I was trying to, to wait for you guys at the red carpet, but I just I was starting to miss the concert, and I didn't want you know I wanted my date to see the concert, so I had to take her in. Yeah, I didn't. I don't want your date to to miss the concert either. Yeah. So the date was to help. Um, what was it? What was it? it? Was Ben's? It was Humanity and Hope. Yep, Humanity and Hope. Yep. So benefit Humanity and Hope. Are you allowed to tell us how much this girl bid? So that she would get the date with you to Jingle Ball? There was money involved? Yes. So it was a charity. It was a fundraiser. Blake's value has got to be high. Well, (laughs) I think Ben... I think Ben, he raised 5000 or something for his blind date. Really? Yeah. I think, I think that's an overestimate. Oh, him. is it? Uh, <laughs> no. Wait, hold on. Blake, how much did you get? Yeah, how much did you raise? So I don't know the exact number, but I know it's over 4K. I think Ooh. I was like right, it was okay. like 4,200, I think, somewhere that around is, there. Yay. That is that's awesome. very that's respectable. Like, that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank no, you I, for... I was a little worried. It ran 2,000 up until the last 20 minutes, and then there were so many bits there at the end that it actually shut down the webpage. So that that made me feel pretty good. That oh, was pretty wow. good. holy Blake. Remember how eBay yeah. used to work where it was just like a bid here or there? I mean, eBay yeah. still works like this, but I feel like everything right now is buy now. Oh, there's like eBay, a buy right? now option. Yeah. yeah, there's always a yeah. buy now option. But um, I remember like in the heyday of eBay, my parents would be like, refresh, refresh, refresh. And that's yes, how it yes. is with the auctions online. Yeah. I was saying I got a bunch of DMs saying, you know, I was going to bid higher, but it timed out or something like that. So, oh. but it was good. I, it was fun. It was good. So, tell us about your date. Like, tell us about the girl. Were there any sparks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I was very lucky. I'll be honest. She was like completely normal and a lot of fun. And so, right away, the first thing she said to me, she was like, she's like, I'll be honest, I had a little bit of wine while bidding. And I was like, oh, really? I was like, that's good. She's like, no, I'll be honest, I had a substantial amount of. I was like, oh, good, we'll get along. I, like, I like her along. already. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like you are probably the least awkward person to have to go on a blind date with. Like, you're just so personable and a good conversationalist that you could probably find something to say to anyone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't too worried about it. I like meeting new people and everything. So we had a blast. And then in the morning, we even all 
we all met up and had lunch together because I brought my sister and her friend out too. So it was great. It was a good time for sure. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, yeah. Chris Harrison was also at Jingle Ball, and so yeah. was one of the executive producers. Just wondering if you had any chats to them about Paradise while you were there. <laughs> I did not, actually. I didn't have a chance to see any of them, so I haven't had a chance to talk about Paradise. You yet. didn't see them while Anybody. you were at, J- at Jingle Ball either? No, I saw them, like, way back. So that red carpet was actually, like, a really long red carpet. I was probably on it for, like, a good 40 minutes. Yeah, I know. He, I saw him. He was, like, two people behind me, but I never had a chance to see him to talk mm-hmm. to him. Oh, bummer. Well, so, we all I miss know. each other, but I'm glad that you provided with a great date and you raised yeah. a lot for charity. Say no, they raised some money. So all in all, it was, a, it was a success for sure. All right. Well, thank you, Blake, for joining yeah. us and for coming out to L.A. to do that. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sounds good. I'll see you guys soon. All right, bye, bye. Blake. All righty, bye. Man, I just got to say, I'm having so much FOMO right now because we were supposed <sighs> to go we to Jingle to go. Ball and we were like, oh, we're going to LA next week for the podcast. And then we got to come back up here again. We we're like, let's just not it do was Jingle the, Ball. It was the drive. You guys, it's too I know it, everyone, right. everyone we know, like, went to Jingle yeah. Ball. I'm like sick to my stomach that no, I missed the date. <laughs> It's definitely really fun, but it also took us over an hour to get there from West Hollywood to the Forum. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and parking. So you guys know, don't. don't I, I, I did want to see up. Cardi B, so I think that's mm-hmm. why I'm stressing right now because I heard she's amazing in person performing. All right. So. so I have a confession. I don't. I don't get Cardi B. You don't. I, I don't what, either. That's the thing. I want to see it. I, oh, you do. That's from what I hear. Okay. And so in person, everyone's like, "Yeah, she's a great performer." Yeah. I, I've went to her Instagram before. I'm like, I just don't get it. I know. I okay, me neither. It. Yeah, there's a lot of things I don't get, but that for sure is one thing. I feel like she's gonna come at me or something. You know, she's, <laughs> she's, she's a little bit of a aggr- she's a little bit of an aggressor, but okay. Very aggressive. Okay, you guys, you just moved in together. We did. When was it? What month was it? Actually, it was Last just a month. couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Oh my goodness! So we're, yeah. we're brand new. We're like three weeks in. We have washed the sheets twice, only twice. Well, something. <laughs> very drastic <laughs> happened in the middle of the night so let me just tell you i told her moving and i said listen we're gonna have the dog sleep on the floor no, i remember the dog issue was it has been a thing for a couple months now well first weekend oh, it's the middle of the night of course the dogs are sleeping on the bed she wakes up screaming and i'm thinking oh my god what is going on she goes get the light grab my hand i can't see and i'm like why you're blind like what's going yeah. on the dog puked all over her face oh <laughs> In the, in the middle of the night on the bed. So here's what happened. Chucky, little Chucky, like he'll <laughs> need to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. So he's like, he's like a lassie. He'll wake you up or he'll bark when yeah. he needs water. He's a very good communicator. Um, he's a little papillon. And he was like waking me up like I have to go outside. I have to go outside. And I was like, I was in such a dead sleep. And so I was like, no, no, no. And he's like kissing my face, kissing my face. And all of a sudden I just feel warm liquid. And it was... <laughs> vomit that was in my eye sockets that had like crystal i like turned on the light and i'm looking at her and i wanted to throw up like i started dry heaving that is I a scene out you. of carrie basically this is like a couple version of can't carrie. even i could smell the vomit like he's was, chris is guiding me to the bathroom i can't see anything it was one of those situations where you reconsider the dog yeah. sleeping in the bed oh but i'll tell you what they're still goodness. sleeping in the bed they are still sleeping it's not gonna ever change yeah, i tried no, locking them out one them. night of the room and <laughs> she goes watch they're gonna start scratching the door and and trying to get in angry within, bark within two minutes angry bark yeah. scratching the door it's like they're so spoiled that yeah. you can't unspoil them because she spoiled them for the last five six years 
Well, we have the same issue. We have two dogs now, too. When my sister isn't home and she's at her boyfriend's, then um, the two dogs are sleeping with us. Mm -hmm. And recently, the baby one, it's because she's a baby. She's peed on the bed if you don't take her out early enough in the morning. Mm -hmm. And she starts to, like, wrestle with the other one. But the puke came out of nowhere. I was, was not expecting you guys to tell one. me that there. She, yeah. I mean, we should, we've had puppies that you know throw up on the on the bed, but throw up <laughs> on your face is quite something. The worst part was it kept throwing up. Chucky kept going. Oh you didn't hear like the. <laughs> you know how they like, like do the dry heave things. It was like one of those movies where like the we plague did hear hits. It. Yeah. And everyone just starts getting really sick. And I'm like, wow, what did this, what did he catch? Because now I'm worried he's sleeping in the bed. On the brand new bed, on he the brand new on duvet, her. on the brand new carpet. Not one, but both carpets. Very interesting every, situation. But, so we broke in our house, our new place. <laughs> okay, so is it a new Chucky place? Style. Brand new. Brand oh, new. so you guys moved into a new place together. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Because yeah. mm-hmm. we were in um, my bungalow, which is 300 square feet, for two months together. 300. 300. That's but that was the I'm test. really bad with square footage. That's about the size of the this. Size of this room. No way. You I think a little smaller. I think a little. Actually, no. No, well, that's no a it was actually. Test, it, it really was. And we wanted to see um, if moving in together would be the right, right step for us or if we needed to continue long distance to build our foundation before mm-hmm. we took that step. And it just, it actually worked out perfectly. Yeah, for it was us. a good test. It showed our compatibility mm-hmm. and understanding one another. If you can live with someone in 300 square feet, then anything more than that is just a piece of cake. So. I completely agree. What is one thing that you've learned since moving in together about each other that you didn't know beforehand? Go first, baby. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. Um, she likes things done. In a, she's very OCD. Mm-hmm. Particular. She's a micromanager. Not in a bad way, but it's like I'll be cooking and she goes... Oh, you know, these boxes need to be put away. Oh, this needs this, this, this. And like, but she wants it done now. Okay. And strong multitasker. Very okay. strong multitasker. And I'm fine with that. But I'm also like, I'm doing this right now. And I'll, I'm, I'm sure I can get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. And so it's just understanding kind of each other in a way where how can we get things done where it's not right now or, you know, just both expectations needing to be met. Crystal, I feel like this is something I've noticed watching my sister's boyfriend, watching other friends' boyfriends, and living with Jared. I feel like guys have less of a sense of urgency than girls do. So much less. So yeah. much. It's like, almost distressing. It is. It <laughs> is. Like, like, oh, my God. Like, put a little pep in this step. Let's oh, my go. God. I know, right? So we have this reputation of we take forever to get out of the house, right? They sometimes take longer, but just because they mosey around, like every step is a right. little slower. Every movement, like they pick up one thing at a time and then put one thing. Well, you know why we take so long to get out of the house? It's because we're doing our hair and our makeup and folding laundry yeah. and doing the dishes all at the same time. <laughs> right. Exactly. But, you know, she'll she'll say these things that where she's not asking me to do it, but she'll be like, oh, there's boxes by the door. And, and, and it's like, what? I do that. No, I'm yeah. very direct. Subconsciously, I'm thinking, okay, you want me to go get the boxes and throw them out. So mm-hmm. I'll get up and go get the boxes and throw them out. But I mean, other than that, it's just funny because I like doing things on my own time. Yeah. And then now I've now entered a life where I'm with someone and I'm sharing that life with them and they have a certain agenda too that where they want things done. So it's just making sure we're able to handle both our wants when it comes to when we want to do something so funny also it's been interesting because the last two weeks we've been living together i just did a huge product launch and so i was just really wrapped in work 
and while moving at the same time. So it was crazy to be doing that. And I have like 900 clients. Holy moly. Right. So now I have more urgency. Plus moving, plus unpacking. Yeah, I'm learning. It was wild. I would say that the biggest thing I've noticed with Chris since moving in together would is that how nurturing he is without me having to ask anything. And, you know, he sees me working. He'll just whip up an amazing lunch or snack or smoothie or dinner without me asking and you know he, he throws down in the kitchen it's he's very nurturing oh, and supportive so sweet. it's awesome to see that okay but give us the dirt like what's the most annoying <laughs> about living with him <laughs> um tell me what's annoying but just like not like annoying but like what's something you didn't know like a little nitpicky thing honestly i don't know really yeah wow. <laughs> Thank you. That's so sweet. Yeah, no. I, I appreciate really that. I mean, he leaves spoons in the sink. Okay, I do. With yogurt on them that I have to eventually clean. <laughs> I mean, that's about as bad as it gets. So that's like a little, little part of Jared, Jared and my annoyance about each other. He like needs every piece of silverware, every plate cleaned immediately. And I'm I like, do. I'm like, <laughs> I do. It's okay. I'm like, I'm like a, a, a spoon, a fork and a plate can sit in the sink for a couple hours. If they're rinsed off, I'm, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. But they need to be like cleaned yeah. and just left. I, I learned that this past week. So you did? I had okay. a yogurt on a spoon and uh, she expressed to me that that's not okay. Okay. And, yeah. And you know what? She's right. Cause then it gets crusted and it sticks on and it's a pain in the butt to clean. So I, I respected that. Did you grow up in a house where your mom like left the dishes in there for a couple hours? No, no. Oh, I just, my I, mom did, but like, I never thought that was a bad thing. Like she, like she's constantly doing dishes, but if she wants to leave a couple in there for a little while, it's fine. You know what I would do? I would fill up a cup of water that's already in the sink. And then I would just put the spoon in there to yes. where it can just soak. And then I can clean it later. And that way it'll just fall right off. I got to say one thing that drives me bonkers is when we'll do like a dish or there's like a, a dirty stir fry pan just filled with water like not even like there was zero effort into scrubbing the food off and like we consider like that okay that's not okay in my book it makes me go bonkers i always say that these are your problems we're all very lucky (laughs) (laughs) is there anything that you guys have come like in your relationship not just living together that you've realized you're never going to see eye to eye on but it's okay dogs in the bed dogs in the bed okay uh what else babe I don't know. I mean, just I feel like we're really normal. Yeah, I mean, th- we have uh, we have different opinions on different things. Like, perfect example. Remember when Wayfair came with the couch, <laughs> <laughs> and they were bringing it in, and she goes, "Oh, just bring it into the room." And I said, "No, leave it out in the living room because it's going to take up too much room, and there's too much stuff in there." And she goes, "No." And then we got into like this big thing about it for like three <laughs> minutes, and then I un un I unpackaged it, put it in there. Couch looked beautiful. She bought a pink velvet couch for the office. Okay. Very sweet. Yeah. Plush. And um, afterwards, she was like, oh, okay. You know, you, you know you're, yeah, I'm glad that we could agree and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just thinking like, okay, we definitely didn't see eye to eye on it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's exactly what it is. It's like, it's the, the technique of how things are done. Right. I like them a particular way. He likes them a particular yes. way. Ultimately, it gets done. Yes. And we come together. But on how it gets done, like, I feel one way is incredibly more efficient when you have two movers who can move the heavy piece of furniture for us into the bedroom. I feel like our problems are the exact same, guys. <laughs> right? Like, I really do. Because Jared and I only fight about, like, how the bed is made. Yes. I like it super tight and, like, military style with, like, all the throw pillows exactly angled perfectly. Yes. And he just, like, 
throws the comforter on yeah. top and throws the th- literally throws the throw pillows and he's like we don't have to make the bed military style i don't get it and i was like it looks the best that way he's like it looks good my way too i'm like not the best though <laughs> very true Anyway, okay, you guys, as I spent like 10 minutes folding the throw blanket over like the <laughs> know, corner right? that looks like it was just tossed. It was not just tossed. Like I specifically placed it. Model home. <laughs> That's how it must look. God, exactly. I love it. I just feel so good. Like that and, energy. And, uh, one more thing to add. Yeah. She'll always ask me my opinion on something when she's already made up her decision. Mm-hmm. Like she wanted a pink bed and she goes, well, what do you think about, of course, a man is not going to really want a pink bed. It's beige tufted. The <laughs> sheets are pink. And, and, so, and there are 2,000 thread counts. And so. I go, it doesn't Sounds matter nice. what I say. And at the end of the day, I really, it doesn't matter because I'm not going to be too picky on the bed or the color or whatever. Because I know at the end of the day, she's going to go with what she wants. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's just funny because I already know that she's already made a decision in her mind. And I just go along with it. But it probably, what, what's working here is that you have an opinion and you like to stay with the opinion and you are okay with going along with her opinion ultimately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's very similar to us mm-hmm. too. Like I am the control freak and he is the relaxed guy that lets me have my way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's totally. a perfect, perfect way to put Best it. Best way. It's a great way. What'd you guys do for the holidays? Like uh, it's their first engaged holiday as it has also been my first engaged holiday. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Congrats. You too. So how have we decided the whole Thanksgiving Christmas thing? Wait, are we are we Christmas? Are we yes. Hanukkah? Okay. Um, the Christmas we haven't. It's to be determined on what oh. we're going to be doing. Okay. Uh, but Thanksgiving we just spent it with uh, both of us together because that was essentially the first real week of us living in our place. Mm-hmm. So we just had the dogs and we went and got a bunch of food and. She also had to work on that day, mm-hmm. so it was almost as if we couldn't really experience it. Uh, essentially, but uh, we made do with what we could because she was just so busy with with work, and we threw down in the kitchen a little bit. Did you make a turkey? No. Yeah. No. Dude, turkey's so overrated. We did make. I, I, I made buffalo cauliflower. It was that fantastic. sounds better. Yeah. It was, uh, didn't it was, we do sweet potato nachos? Sweet potato nachos. Mm, okay. And nice. then I also made organic uh, rice krispie treats. Nice, guys. Sounds so good. But your moms are really good friends now. They're both, you were both raised with single moms, Mm -hmm. and now they are buddy buddy. So (laughs) I guess it's going to be no problem getting them together for holidays. Yeah. We We were actually talking about flying our moms out for Christmas. That would be so sweet. So we're trying to figure out uh, if it's something that we can do if we don't have any other things to attend to and there's some days open we definitely want them to come out and spend some time with us but if it doesn't happen for christmas the next month we're planning our engagement Engagement party party. oh my goodness so that's another thing too that we got planning in the in the works nice so do you guys have a wedding date yet i know this is the most over asked question possible i'm sure so we just begun uh, picking venues. Okay. Uh, we have a couple different cities in mind. We're also contemplating because some of my family uh, brought up the opportunity of getting married in Italy. So, so you're, right, you're Italian. Yeah. How much? Uh, I'm Sicilian and Argentinian. You so. know what? You have to do 23 and me because I'm telling you. You'll be surprised. I, I thought probably. I would love to do I that to test. Do that. I was a, I thought I was a quarter Italian, but then I got my twenty three and me back, and I was like seventeen percent. Really? Yeah, it was disappointing. My mom was like ten percent African American, so I think I got to look into that. Is she? Yeah, I don't know how. I would love to do twenty three and me. It's yeah. so cool. 
I would definitely love that. That's so cool. Anyway, okay, so Italy is on the map, possibly. Yeah. Yes. San Diego, uh, somewhere also beachy. So, I mean, we're trying to figure out, it, it, I'm sure for you guys, it's it's not an easy decision or easy process. Uh, it was actually easy. Really? <laughs> it was easy deciding where, like, what what region of the country we wanted to get married, but it wasn't easy to find. Actually, the venue was pretty easy, but we had to compromise. We had to get married on a Sunday. Is that is that normal? Mm, I mean, ideally, it's always a Saturday, you know? Oh, okay. But Sunday, because everything was sold out a year in advance on Saturday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are, is, are you so getting married in that. Boston? Uh, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Yeah. That's nice. What'd you guys pick there? Uh, we can't tell you. What? Oh. <laughs> well, we have not revealed the venue yet. Yeah. <laughs> but we're, it's, it's in Newport, Rhode Island. People can honestly, like, if they really wanted to figure it out, they probably could. Oh, I said, why did you guys pick oh, there? Oh, why? <laughs> oh, we can't tell you. We can't tell you. <laughs> I was like, uh. Jared is from Rhode Island. Oh, okay. And I always wanted to get married on a beach. Like, not mm-hmm. on a beach, but on a ball, like, in a ballroom that has a beach view tell us more details that's, oh, that's, awesome. that's, that's all and what so, is the date uh no that's the date that's what i can't tell you oh, okay. yeah so oh, i can't tell you that that's exciting and i can't tell you the exact place because my wedding planner says not to i would be like you know a little no crazy. save the suspense yeah okay yeah. <laughs> I, I like you, i like suspense are you gonna get a wedding planner yeah a hundred percent okay okay mm-hmm. so you're gonna find the locale for us and then find a wedding planner mm-hmm. yeah sweet we're gonna be very extra you're gonna be with very our wedding yeah. I think with um, the food. <laughs> yeah, with the food. And the wine. That's... With the food and the wine. That's that's a good way to go. Yeah. That's what people really care about. The plates, I'm not worried about. The, the yeah. silverware. No one cares. I just want it to look good uh, as far as the venue. And then I want it to be outdoors in the beach. Nice. Okay, so outdoors. Mm-hmm. We got outdoors. But we don't have the beaches of Puerto Vallarta in Paradise. Mm, no? Nah. That, babe, you could talk about that. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm sure we went through the exact same experience, and I want to know. Um, you know, we haven't discussed anything mm-hmm. about um, Puerto Vallarta, but I think right now we're definitely looking at venues. So mm-hmm. it's not off the cards, but I mean, we're ready to make plans. Yeah. Okay. So basically, the show hasn't come to you, and right. you right. don't want to wait for them anymore. Right. right. I mean, I, I I know that they have things going on with seasons that are coming up and things of that nature but also too uh we have kind of certain timelines for what we're wanting yeah. uh within our own lives and and you know uh, our path so yeah. uh, as of right now yeah we're, we're looking at other places and if puerto Vallarta somehow came into the mix uh we would be open to it uh-huh. and, and seeing if that would be something that we would both want together as a unit right gotcha I don't know about you guys, but my skin in the winter gets so dry and chapped from the wind and the dry weather. That's why I use BioClarity. I use their essentials routine, which is great for normal to dry skin. And it's only three steps. You're going to cleanse, restore, and hydrate. It contains hydrating plant extracts like chamomile, green tea, cucumber, licorice root, argon, olive, and shea. And that's all those are like really calming ingredients, but their specialty here is Floralux, and that is derived from chlorophyll, the green stuff in plants. It also helps minimize redness, reduce pore size, and even out skin tone. I love how hydrating it is, especially around the holidays, because I've been wearing makeup so much that I hate, I hate putting makeup on dry, flaky skin. It looks so bad, and I'm watching Crystal like literally shudder over there. Is yeah, it the worst I, thing I in the entire world? Yeah, well, I think you just don't feel confident. No, um, when your skin isn't looking good. No, so bioclarity is key in winter. Yes, so bioclarity is going to help you with that with the essentials routine. 
The other great thing about BioClarity is that it is delivered straight to you, and it's just a three-step easy-to-use system, so you don't have to, like, second-guess, like, what goes first or when you should use what. It's all there for you, and it's a 100% vegan plus gluten and cruelty-free. I know you guys are fans of all plant-based items. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And this, you know, it's not just what goes inside your mouth. It also matters what goes on top of your skin. And to get started today, you just go to bioclarity.com, and our listeners are going to get 50% off a routine, plus shipping is free. It comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, so I'm not really sure why you wouldn't try it. All you got to do is enter our code FAMOUS, that is bioclarity.com, and enter our code FAMOUS. Speaking about other good things for you, Ritual is a vitamin that I really love standing behind. It's a time of year where the flu is going around, people are getting colds, and you're spending a lot of time close together in indoor environments, right? So it's very essential to have a daily vitamin and not have to feel sick once, especially when you're doing all this holiday mingling. Ritual is the perfect vitamin. It's just two daily capsules that are made with nine essential nutrients and it has the nutrients that women lack the most. Ritual is made for women. From vitamin D3 to omega-3, Ritual Essential for women fills all the gaps in a woman's diet and it has a fresh minty flavor, so there's no fishy aftertaste. For all you obsessive label readers out there, Ritual is vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free. And their sources are 100% out there for the whole world to see. It's also delivered to you, so your body never has to be compromised because of your busy schedule or because of a huge horse pill that tastes like fish. The subscription for Ritual is so easy, and all you got to do is go to ritual.com slash famous to get your ritual started today. You can snooze any month if you want, if you feel like you're getting backed up in vitamins, but all you got to do is visit ritual.com slash famous and start a good for you ritual today. You guys, I have so many other fun questions for you. Are you ready to dive in? Ready. Yeah, let's do it. I wanted to make this interview, this chat that we, we had today, a little less normal. I feel like we're all asked the same questions all the time, mm-hmm. but a lot of people want to know like your roots and how you got into this whole shebang of The Bachelor. So I came up with a good, good couple fun questions. Let's all describe our life pre-show. So mm. I was Ashley. <laughs> I am Hi, Ashley. Ashley. Hi. <laughs> I was 25 when I submitted an audition tape to The Bachelor. It went throughout the entire process of the show in about two and a half minutes from getting out of the limo to the final rose. It was like a big parody video. Oh, wow. I had just graduated. I graduated eight months ago um, from Syracuse's Newhouse School with my master's in digital broadcasting when I got the call from casting. And I submitted my audition tape the month before graduation. At this time in my life, I was four months out of an internship with the New York Jets, and I was looking for a job in digital journalism in the New York City area. You worked for the Jets? I worked for a site that covered the Jets. It was a pretty cool experience. My favorite Um, team. No way, really? (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. I'm from New York. Oh, that's right. Okay, well, we'll have to talk afterward. Um, This was 
it was really cool because I got to be in the press conference room and go in the locker room and interview all the players. It was a really good that's experience. Awesome. Yeah. I would love that. Anyway, so that's what I was doing before the show. What were you doing before the show, Chris? Uh, be honest. <laughs> you guys, be honest. So I went to UCF for college. And then after college, go Knights, by the way. Uh, after 2012, I worked for this financial market firm for uh, almost six years. Uh, from 2012 to 2017, uh, beginning of 2017. And uh, I was a sales training director. And then uh, I left, started my own company, and I uh, was doing the whole entrepreneur thing for what was the company? over a year. Uh, I have a sales training software company. Okay. So I uh, started that and uh, raised some funding for it, launched it, uh, really had some great success early on. And in that time, I had some friends who originally submitted me for the bachelor or a bachelorette. I think they submitted me in like February or March because I was so confused when I got the call. But you didn't get the call until when? September. Okay, so about so, the same and you were amount of time. Submitted when? I think February of, of that wow. year. So, so she calls me and and I'm like, what do you, come on. I was like, listen, I, I appreciate the call, but who is this? Like, I thought it was one of my friends and I'm like, all right, whatever. So Did I, they tell you? It was jazzy. But did they tell you that you they submitted you? So she said, we just came across your your uh, submission. Uh-huh. And I go, okay. And it was crazy because it was a submission of me with no hair. It was just short hair. So I was like, whoa. I was like, okay, well, let me let me hear what she has to say. And we uh-huh. talked and we hit it off. And she goes, send me some more pictures and uh-huh. fill out this thing. And next thing you know, I'm going to Fort Lauderdale uh, a couple months later. Uh-huh. But they talked to me every week. And then I went to Fort Lauderdale in December uh, of that year. And then right after that, um, was casting finals weekend, which was the following month in January. And then I went there and then little did I know that I was going to be on the show literally a month and a half later. And then everything after that just became a huge blur. That's so nuts. So were you single? I was single. Yeah. Were I had, you dating I anyone? Uh, at the time, no. I mean, I would go on dates, mm-hmm. uh, but as far as anything that had substance, no. Okay. My last serious relationship before that was like two years before that. Okay. And that I've only had like two serious girlfriends. Okay. One of like four years through college and then one for two years after college. Okay. So. Crystal, it's your turn. <laughs> Hi, I'm Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to do it like AA style. <laughs> I love it. Um, my pre- my life before Bachelor, it's so funny. I was just talking about this yesterday. I was 29 years old mm-hmm. when I got the phone call. And ironically, I spent the last two years, well, I guess the last year, living in my little bungalow. I was in a four-year relationship, left that. The day I moved in the bungalow, my girlfriend submitted me for the bachelor for next season Mm -hmm. but it was it was too late in casting so same here i was supposed to be well i submitted thinking juan pablo was actually going to be jeff home because i thought (laughs) jeff home was the cutest so that's when i submitted in like july august and then they were like uh no like now in our minds we're like oh no that's like basically casting weekend right right exactly and nine months later I got the phone call. Nine months later. All of us right. got yeah. the phone call so much later. Mm-hmm. Nine months later. And the ironic thing was I was actually writing a book about um, just this whole like last year of my life and mm-hmm. just this crazy journey I'd been on. And it was actually about losing my voice and this whole like search of finding it and finding who I was. And I was listening to this Lois House or Lewis House podcast on how to get my book published and how to like grow my audience. Yeah. And as I'm literally taking notes and I was supposed to be in Italy and Greece on a trip with someone that I was dating, broke up with him 
and the called guy that you were in a relationship with. We, or we dated. It... We dated for a month and a half. Okay. Wow, who's this we guy? had a three week trip to Italy and Greece, <laughs> and I broke up with him two weeks before because I was like. He's just not for me. I can't go on a three-week vacation with someone. Oh, my God, no. You know, with someone I know I, I don't want to be with. Yeah, so I broke no. it off, didn't go on the trip. And so I was supposed to be on that trip, but I was home, you know, investing in myself. Yeah. And uh, and I got the call from The Bachelor as I was listening to that podcast. And I was like, that's just so serendipitous and, and crazy. Um, and at that time, I was coaching with Orange Theory Fitness and just started my online business uh, coaching like through uh-huh. Facebook and um, was just really looking for an adventure and was really in a space where I just spent the last year really getting to know who I was and working out a lot of, you know, limiting beliefs and understanding why that four-year relationship didn't work out and why I didn't want to commit and kind of just looking back at my life. So I really saw it as a fun adventure that, you know, I was, I've been looking for. That's awesome. Yeah. So you guys didn't do audition tapes. You just got called based on applications. Mm-hmm. No, right? I did. I had to do an audition tape after you for, after you so, talked to. Yeah, yeah. So I did. I did an amazing ten minute video of just me cooking food. Uh, I was cooking uh, skirt steak with chimichurri sauce, and then I made the chimichurri sauce from scratch. And then I showed. <laughs> he loves cooking. I know. And then I so showed a little here. tour of my place. And then I did different little interview spots. And I talked about the questions that they told me to talk mm-hmm. about on the on the uh, video. And just went into uh, some other more in depth uh, situations. And then after that, I submitted it. And literally the next day, they were like, "Okay, we'll see you in Fort Lauderdale." <gasps> And so I was like, oh, wow. Okay, so that's that was- that's you guys out there. Um, they go on a tour, basically, of the entire country where they it's open. It's an open casting call, but they do make special times for the people that they're very interested yes. in based off their applications. So I don't know about you, but I was like rushed to like the front of the line. And everybody else was probably like, why is this girl going to the front of the line? Why is she skipping? Oh, yeah. I didn't wait. Uh, when I went yeah. to Fort Lauderdale, uh, she came down and I was at the bar and she was like, she was listening. I just want to apologize. She goes, I'll come back down and get you in like five minutes. She yeah. goes, just stay here. You don't have to wait over here. And I'm like, okay, no worries. And yeah. she came back. She got me. But you know what was weird is when I submitted the video, I got an email response. that said, okay, well, we'll get back to you in two to four weeks. When they got back to me the next day. Mm-hmm. I knew deep down inside, I was like, this is for sure. Something's going on. It's it's happening way too fast. And I just got to embrace it. Mm -hmm. See, I was on the opposite end of the spectrum. It just took so long to hear back from everyone. And I I really try to like play it cool where I'm like, I'm not going to get emotional. I'm not going to get too excited until it's final. It's final. And it didn't become final until 10 days before I left. Really? It was officially go time, right? Really? Like before, mm-hmm. like going in to yeah. So it, it was almost an entire four month audition process for me, oh. and just so the whole time, like, am I leaving? Uh, I have to pay bills. Like, what am yeah. I going to do? Wow. What about my two dogs? So it was very um, stressful. Situation. I, I knew a couple days after casting weekend. I knew. I think it was probably like twenty five whole days before that they sent me the packing list and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get the packing list t- uh, until like a few weeks prior. But uh, the woman who I was in contact with, she uh, had told me she was everything's good to go. And then I got the FedEx pamphlet that came with like the right uh, final confirmation thing. But then there was something in there that kind of scared me, and it was you could be an alternate. Did you ever see? Oh that? my gosh! And like, yes, and they said that they. I think there was like. There are a couple people that will sit in the yeah. hotel room and that they're not actually picked, but they're there just in case anybody chickens out. Yeah. That would be 
devastating. Right? Well, I know that happened in Paradise. Like oh, I'm sure that's definitely that's happened definitely happened in Paradise every year. So disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ugh. So disappointing. Yeah. How many times have you done Paradise? Is it to- twice? twice? Yeah. Okay. Did, yeah. You, did, did you like it both times? Was it better the second time? Uh, no, it was worse the second it time. Was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was definitely worse the second time. Because you knew how small that's, it was. <laughs> that's so crazy. Oh, yeah, but there's that. And just like there's already too many formed relationships off the show when that's you right. go into the second season. You know, you're like, yeah. I'm friends with this person. I have a past with this person. Oh, so, was yeah. Jared on both? Yeah, he was. Oh, he yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, don't you remember she came in? <laughs> yeah, I, I, crying. She's like, I'm no, not gonna I, cry. I remember. <laughs> I just, I would have to rewatch it again because I don't think I've watched season two. Okay. I've, I've watched season three and season four. Okay, so that was my next question. Actually, is were you a fan of the show beforehand? Uh, you know what's crazy? I was telling her this not too long ago. Uh, when I had just uh, moved to downtown Orlando, uh, the girl I was dating with at the time, she, we were in a long relationship, and we were watching. Andy Dorfman, mm-hmm. she was the Bachelorette, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was like, man, I was I was watching it. And it was a really good season, and she, my girlfriend at the time got me into it. And there was a moment where I was at my girlfriend's place, and I was sitting there, and I was like, wow, I'm definitely not going to marry this girl yeah. that I'm sitting next to. And that's what kicked off my interest in the show because it helped me understand that the girl that I was with at the time, it wasn't really going to be what i'm watching mm-hmm. and he was inspired I was ins- wow from the i was inspired as far as what i wanted or what i was looking for as far as love and i was like well maybe this show actually can legitimately bring you that opportunity yeah that's here so I, I mean clearly you brought it for all of us. I mean, here i am like four or five years later and i'm married to an amazing or i'm engaged to an amazing woman that was just a for that wasn't like a that wasn't a slip right no. Uh, what did you say? Like I, I was like, when you said married. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you're I'm, not like undercover married and not no, letting us know. No. It's okay. No. I call Jared. My we have our secrets too, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Well, that's so yeah. fascinating, Chris. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Wow. Yeah. And I have yeah. a crazy story too because the day I moved in the bungalow was the day I was submitted, and I just moved out with Chris, whom I met on the show, and now we're engaged. Yeah. yeah. And so we both have like journeys. I mean, really. The Bachelor and Bachelor has been a huge part of our lives, you know, individually and as a couple, of course. It's so nutty. I remember watching the show with my friends and my family back, like, during Ashley Hubert or Emily Maynard season. And we would just, You've like... You've been a long time Oh, fan. yeah. We would um, just, like, come up with hypotheticals of, like, how I would deal with being on the show. We would, like, laugh so hard just imagining me on the show. Oh, my God. And then fast forward a couple years, I actually do an application. Then, look, I found my... Beyond husband. Yeah. Isn't that the, the craziest wild. thing ever? When you guys think about the separate journeys that you had to go on to mm-hmm. find each other on a show, I mean, I guess it's no weirder than honestly finding your your partner in a bar or a restaurant mm-hmm. or at a, at a job. Tinder. <laughs> and it's actually probably a higher likelihood because it attracts like-minded people and it attracts people that are looking for the same thing. I think it's, what's incredible, and I, I'm sure like your relationship with Jared is like this, but... Coming out of The Bachelor, like in that interim be- between Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, it was really hard for me to date because guys just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Like you just can't relate to someone oh, on, no. on that level. Yeah. And so there's the whole issue of trust um, and just it's hard to date. And so going into Paradise, I was really excited. And that was my big my biggest reason was to meet someone, even though I was like, I swear I'm not going to date. I'm working. I don't want even want a boyfriend. And I remember like a producer 
yeah. being like, that's exactly what they say. The ones who get engaged. I was like, there's no way. Like, <laughs> I'm going to leave on day one. Like, I'm not unpacking. <laughs> and it's so crazy. Like, you know, we were the first to arrive and the last to leave. Um, but where oh was I going gosh. with this? <laughs> I know. I remember um, I was like, you guys are going to like, if you, I honestly remember it. This sounds a little conceited, but I was like, if you want me around, you're going to figure out a way to keep me around because I'm not going to like anyone. I was like, <laughs> I know myself and I know I don't like anyone ever. So I was like, good luck. <laughs> you know what's crazy when you go into paradise, you have this predetermined understanding of you think you know exactly who's going to be a match for you. And it's the complete it wasn't opposite. It was the opposite for me. Jared was on my list. He was the only one that I was like, I if he's here, he's probably the only one that I may like. But then when I saw him in real life, it was a whole different, like, boom. Love oh, that first take us back. Okay, to the yeah. first time you met him. Yeah, no, the first time I saw him, it was a feeling that I had never had before. It was wacky. Because I had watched two episodes of Caitlyn's season by that time. Okay. Oh, like, right, because yeah. it had just aired. Yeah. I was like, he's cute. Like, on the show, I was like, he's cute. He seems nice. I'll put him on my Bachelor in Paradise list. But I'm not saying that I'm going to, like, like him. And then when I saw him in real life, it was a whole different feeling than seeing him on TV. Were you how, there on day one? Yeah. Okay. How, how was he there day one? Yeah. Yeah. How excited were you when you first met him in person? I was so nervous because I liked him before like he even spoke. Oh, <laughs> it was so, so weird, and I was like, "Oh no, I didn't come in here prepared to have a crush." Right. You yeah. know, because having a crush—I don't know about you guys—but it makes me so nervous at first, and it makes me like not be myself at right. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it throws you off your game because yeah. I think we go in and we're always guarded. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like afraid to let people in, and yeah. when you let those guards down, it makes you vulnerable and very—it's very scary. So that's what I was going to say about what you were saying about finding somebody on the show. When you did, when I would try to date off the show after already having show experience, I found that regular guys who had never, guys who had never (laughs) been on the show were, they were just very, it seems like emotionally unavailable and like not as vulnerable because the show puts you through that Mm -hmm. emotion training to be so open. And so soon. So soon. And so soon. And a big thing for me was hard. Like when you're out, people want photos and want to talk to you. And like fans will come up and they ignore the people that you're with. Oh, so wait. like haven't you, when people come up for photos yeah. and to talk to you, like oh, yeah. they totally disregard the person that you're with. So I know that was hard. Uh-huh. Like when I'd gone on dates. Yeah. Um, to kind of deal with that. You need to see the person just uncomfortable. Yeah. Not having not dealt with that before. Yeah. I think dating and Bachelor Nation, you shared this special bond. Uh, that really a lot of people don't experience. And I think that alone helps relationships form within Bachelor Nation or at yeah. least gives a better opportunity than dating someone out in the real world who's just normal, who hasn't been exposed to this type of experience. Totally. Totally. All right, well, guys, I got to take a break. I'm sorry. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I have to take a break. Someone get okay. Talk about Bullet Branch. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do with Jared right now is just lay in bed and just like scroll through Pinterest and Instagram mm-hmm. looking, you know, for wedding plans. Inspiration. And stuff. Yeah. Totally. And especially since it's a little cold. Even out here in Southern California, guys, it's, it's like chilly. getting down to the 60s. Freezing. And I don't know about you. <laughs> well, you've also been I'm living so in Orlando, cold. too. So you are adjusted to this warm weather. And it's just too cold out here for right now. So we're like staying in, enjoying the Christmas Smiling. lights, the Christmas tree, hot chocolate, mm. and our bowl and branch sheets. 
Bull and Branch makes the softest, most comfortable, 100% cotton organic sheets you'll ever sleep on. U.S. presidents even love sleeping on Bull and Branch sheets. They're made from 100% organic cotton, and they start out soft, but they get even softer over time. You can try them for a whole month, and if they're not the most comfortable sheets you've ever slept on, you can actually send them back for a refund. That is right. You can test drive your sheets. No risk means no reason not to try them. Plus, you're going to get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com when you use the promo code almost famous. It is spelled bowl, B O L L, and branch.com. Promo code almost famous. And you're going to get $50 off your first set of sheets. And if you don't like them, you can send them back for a refund. Again, that is bowlandbranch.com. Promo code almost famous. And another thing that I love, especially in the wintertime, is my FabFitFun box because it comes with all these cute seasonal things. There's like a really snuggly blanket in there. They often have cute mugs for your hot chocolate. And like you guys probably know at this point, FabFitFun is a seasonal box and it doesn't just come with sample sizes. There are full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. And the winter box is epic. It has this knit throw, like I just mentioned, from Mark and Graham. Body cream from Anthropology. It smells so good and it's so hydrating on your dry winter skin. There's also dry shampoo from Orbe and a coaster set from Urban Home. And that's just the beginning of it. It is the perfect gift for the holidays. I've had so many people come up to me and tell me that they have used my code for FabFitFun to get a year-long gift for the person because you sign up, you can get somebody Christmas four times a year because this box is going to be delivered seasonally. Everybody finds something in this box that they like and they will rebuy and re- and then use forever or, you know, for the foreseeable future. So if you're looking for a holiday gift for the daughter, the sister, the girlfriend, the fiancé, the wife, the mom, the aunt, the cousin... Go to FabFitFun.com and use the code ALMOSTFAMOUS and you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. And the value of this box is always over $200. So that is the deal of the century. Again, that is FabFitFun.com and use the code ALMOSTFAMOUS. You deserve to treat yourself. All right, guys. So I still have more pre-bachelor questions for you. We talked about audition tapes. We talked about your life before the show. But now I want to know what you did when you were sitting in the hotel for three days before. (laughs) Because I find this to be a fascinating point in your life for self-reflection. Totally. Because the first day, you're like, okay. They took my phone away, which I feel separation anxiety. But I also feel very relaxed at the same time. You're like, I can just watch TV and read a book for the next three days. And just kind of like gather my thoughts, write in a diary. This sounds like not that bad. So the first day you're like, yeah. And then you're like, I'm making new friends. I love these producers. And then day three comes around and you're like, I am so tired of watching TV and I'm making up stories. I'm looking out the window and I am making up stories about the people who are walking into this hotel. So tell me about your experience there. Um, I'm going to say I loved it. I loved it. I was coaching 300 people through a challenge. So literally I took the train up from San Diego with like seven suitcases (laughs) and I was working on the train, like literally to the minute I literally walked in the hotel, I was like, here's my phone. Bye. (laughs) Like I was so ready to be done. I slept for 12 hours 
And I actually brought my notebook and all my workout equipment. So I was doing workouts in my hotel and watching Real Housewives. <laughs> I was just catching up on TV because I don't have a TV in the bungalow. You didn't have a TV didn't have in a the TV. bungalow? No, I didn't have a TV for two years. <gasps> so I was like, I got TV. I got room service. This is amazing. I'm on my cell phone. <laughs> I don't, no one can reach me. I am in heaven right now. You got so much heaven. The unlimited room service. I was like, this is, yes. I was like, this is a dream. Yes come true it was it was but then you're like wait a second i don't want to be all bloated in the face for like night one that's what i did so like the first day i was like okay you can have what you want tonight but then you have to like actually like cut down on the sodium the next two days (laughs) totally exactly uh so for the bachelorette uh the first day it was kind of easy and then the next day I had no view. I had the worst view possible. But so you then, couldn't look at people in the parking lot? I couldn't look at nothing. There was just <laughs> branches and there was just nothing. I'm like, wow, I really feel like I'm in jail. And I've never been to jail. And this was <laughs> this was me understanding that jail is just not for me. And it, and just under, huge self-reflection. Huge self-reflection. So, but outside of that, I ironed my clothes every day. I took multiple showers. But why? You're just going to pack them back up. Well, because I just got bored. Stay busy. Right? Yeah. Stay I tried busy. on clothes. I laid everything out, all my shoes. I tried everything on. I paired them up. But I also oh, yeah, spent a majority of my days with producers in my room, mm-hmm. I, I would say, for hours throughout the day. Yeah. And uh, one of the biggest things was finding out what I was going to do for the limo entrance. I had no idea. What did you do? The choir. Oh, that's right. The sister right. choir. Yeah. So that happened very last minute. I don't even know how we pulled that off. And I actually went to the mansion before anyone else did so i was at the mansion that day pre- rehearsal pre-rehearsing <gasps> what the choir came and we were all setting up where we were going to be and stuff so i actually got to see the mansion and everything before the show oh, even began that's recording awesome. that's a really we cool. have vip over here during the day yeah so then i was like all what right, happened cool. and, and but here's the worst part is i was the last one to get out of the limo so i was the last one to leave the hotel and I didn't eat probably since 12 o'clock because I didn't want to look bloated and so <laughs> I thought the it's same thing. thing. It's a thing. And uh, But I, that's a detriment usually because then you get less time. Oh, no, you don't get less time at the cocktail party. Sorry. That was just my season yeah. because with regular seasons, you do like the whole 25 first. But with my season, they did like 15 and then Chris came in to mingle with us and then they nice. did another 15 and then he had to mingle with them. Mm. yeah but okay no that so, makes so, sense it's so not a detriment it actually is probably a good thing it was well it was because i i drank some good tequila uh for hours and i <laughs> it, it was about 10 30 where i finally left in the limo and i'm with one producer and we drive up to the house and then as we get up to the house all the limo or all the choir people get out of their limo into my limo so we're in there together and they're hyping me up and they're singing and stuff and it was in that moment where I open up the door, that he opens up the door, the limo driver, and I see Becca, and I just blacked out. Like, I think we all blacked out. Yeah. I blacked out. out. And it, I knew I was blacked out because I guess when I walked in, there was a chicken, David, and <laughs> I didn't even acknowledge David, let alone demon know he was in a chicken <laughs> yeah, outfit. You're like, that's normal. And he's like, bro, you, did you not see me? I'm wearing a chicken outfit. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even, I, I'm just like not in the moment right now. I'm trying to get back into my body. And, uh, but no, I mean, that, that was, uh, it was, it was, it was a blessing and a curse because all the guys got to meet each other mm-hmm. and then I'm last oh, and I'm just yeah. like, and then as soon as I get there, 
then she comes she in. Comes so you in. didn't have a bonding moment with the guys. Uh, in the, in that in the, those first couple hours, yeah. no. But then yeah. afterwards, you you're waiting for your time. To, you made up. For yeah, it. You, I, you I would hate that because there's yeah. so much anxiety of anticipation yeah. of mm-hmm. waiting for that moment, like when you step out of the limo. And for me, it just felt. I'm sure for you guys too. I mean, I was a huge fan of the show, so mm-hmm. I'd seen it, and to know I was actually stepping on that set oh i, I couldn't and believe it being in that i it was, it was like being out of in body. a dream to- I've n- it, i know yeah. that i will never experience that weird oh. feeling ever again and, mm. and it was just like the wet pavement yeah. and the lights everywhere and the cameras all and all the 200 staff that night there's yeah. 200 people working yeah. that night night one and it was just such this out of body experience like a dream yeah it was and it was freezing unreal i remember uh, i yeah, remember standing with like clay and blake and uh Connor would be by the fireplace because it was just so cold, but then they don't want you all bunched up together in one area. They want you spread out to have conversations, <laughs> mm-hmm. to have different views. And I'm thinking, like, it's 30 degrees in L.A. Is this even possible right now? <laughs> How is this going on? Out in Malibu in the hills. Yeah, yeah it can get struggle. cold. Yeah, so I'll, rem- I'll always remember, like, they get you ready early. I was in the... Was I was in the first limo, so I had to get ready. Like they wanted me in makeup and hair by one thirty. I was two o'clock. Yeah, so that was way too early for me. I was like, no, if I have to look pretty by eight, this is not gonna work here. And there was a whole bunch of like weird makeup issues with me that day too. They thought that um, I was wearing too much makeup. Same. Wait, really? They, well, they messed up my makeup. No, and so same like, here. I, oh, I didn't know we were going to be this go honest. and redo it. Okay, I me was too. like. Um, when's the last time you like styled someone? Because it is in 2017. Crystal, here. I was the exact same. Oh. I didn't know if I wanted to like, you know, talk about this, but I went into makeup and they like dusted my eyes with maybe like some brown. And then I just didn't look like myself right. whatsoever. Same. I and didn't then feel like myself. my hair looked like Tracy Turnblad. <laughs> I said like old Hollywood waves and I turned out to like be like 60s style wig. <laughs> and I went back. I judged myself. Yeah. And then. Um, I love that you said judged because the first time I heard it was night one. No on way. Show. Really? Because there was a different set of people who were like who did touch ups for her and makeup. Yes. And they were amazing. I know. They They're were like, amazing. Judge, yeah. I was like, yes. judge. So that's they so are. funny that you said that's exactly. Yeah. They were great. One of the guys that works at Access who does my makeup sometimes when I'm over there, he's like, I do the, the judging on night one at like at the mansion. And I was like, you are great. Yeah. You're great. great. So anyway, there was a couple issues with that. But I remember you had to get in your dress or your suit hours before they like called you downstairs to get mic'd up right yeah so they mic'd me up and then i sat in my room for almost two hours my heart was pounding pounding pounding, doing nothing and then i i actually called down for champagne i'm not (laughs) even a huge drinker but i was like i need a glass of champagne right now it's nerve-wracking yeah it is well and i'm like i'm sitting there like praying and i'm like are they listening are they hearing me go to the bathroom because you're all mic'd up you know what i'm saying like you're that element of i am alone is no longer there yeah. I mean, for hours before even yeah. going what, on what's, set, what's right? nice, they're always though, is listening. When you get out of the limo, I I did remember there, you can't really see any cameras, so that's kind of nice. It's that kind of sets the tone for you just getting that out of the way and just realizing, okay, because once you begin the the process of exiting the limo, you forget about all the cameras. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes like they're just not even there. So that that's something that helped me at least get past that first part because that was definitely hard. Yeah. I remember walking down to the hotel, like the uh, the hotel lobby, 
and seeing the girls that were in my limo and we weren't really allowed to mingle with them yet we were each with right. a producer or a handler talking they're like look at me look at me don't look at the other girls and i remember seeing brit nielsen at the corner of my eye and i was like Oh God, this is gonna be really hard. Because <laughs> she is like the most stunning person so like, I've beautiful. ever seen, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, okay, huh. yeah." But then, um, then all of a sudden, you start talking to the girls, and you're like, "Oh, I like them. Oh, I think right. we're gonna be friends." Mm-hmm. Who did you bond with the most on night one? Uh, Blake. Okay. Blake for sure. Uh, Nick, Jordan. Uh, who else was there? You bonded with Jordan on night one. Yeah, I like Jordan. I like Jordan from the Jordan. Jordan is one of the funniest people to ever come out of this franchise. No, that's true. But being in the house with him was also amazing because I knew that there would be something extra each day or just something where he would make me laugh. And he's just very comical. Comic so, relief. Yeah, he, and he, he's so witty. Yeah. And he's a good chirper. So if someone chirped at him, he somehow already has something that's going to be right back at you right away it's like it doesn't even it already processed and it just comes out right away without even i wish i had the speed of his brain yes very fast oh yeah yeah crystal who'd you bond with all the girls i bonded with went home on night one (gasps) it was um britney britney there was two britneys so the britney who went home on night one she was in my limo we were close caroline was actually in my limo um brie she went home on night one and Lauren J. That must have been hard. It was like, yeah, the girls I was like chatting with the most, like they all left. And I was like, oh my gosh, these are like my buddies. Yeah. The friends that you make on night one aren't necessarily the friends that you stay closest to the entire time, but it's definitely probably who you cling on to the most that first week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Blake, uh, he had the first one on one and mm-hmm. I had the second. Mm-hmm. And kind of that brought us together and we bonded uh even more based off that because it's a very unique experience to get those first one-on-one dates Mm -hmm. you had the same situation uh getting an early one-on-one and you just you get that bond with someone and talk about you know what you're going through and how you're feeling so it's nice to just have someone there uh and be able to relate Mm -hmm. uh, in regards to that Mm um i don't want to name producers but all of us naturally are inclined to like just be really chummy with a couple of them. And they figured that out pretty quickly. Um, how, in what ways did you bond with the producer that you seem to be set up with the most? It's so funny. We were talking about producers on the way here this morning. Uh, there's a lot of producers that I love and I'm not going to name drop anyone, but uh, I had a certain producer that came uh, to do my uh, intro package, yeah. intro package. And I really like her a lot. She is a really good friend of mine, and she's amazing, amazing human being. Uh, I did have someone else who was my main producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was my main producer for the first few episodes, uh, first three or four. And then it changed to someone else whom gotcha. I do love yeah. um, as a person, and he's a very close friend of mine. Uh, but I do understand that each, each producer and why everything switched up. And ev- everything makes sense now. And, and it's also nice because... Crystal helps me also understand and identify kind of the impact of the show outside of the show as far as who you are as a person and things that come out of Mm -hmm. who you are on Mm -hmm. the show that maybe you never knew about, but you're able to identify and be able to fix those things or be able to understand, wow, okay, 
that actually is something that came out of me. So there had to be something there and, and now you're able to address it. Isn't that interesting how they use certain people that bring out certain characteristics in you? Some yes. of them, like I knew that my like girlfriend personality, like, you know, like my cute fun, like let's have girl talk would come out. And then one whereas let's be funny talk. Let's be snarky one. And mm -hmm. then one where it was like, you're gonna be super emotional right now with him. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hundred yeah. percent. Crystal. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to say anything. Okay. Um, I would say that just, um, yeah, I think that looking back, and Chris and I were having this conversation yesterday, and it was just, um, yeah, I think that you build a lot of trust and rapport with people. And, I mean, I think even our friendships, right, are like that. We have friends for different. Oh, yeah. Different totally. events. We, some go to happy hour, some go to church, some go to, you know, group mm -hmm. settings, some are one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. And I think that you definitely carry those qualities into producers as well. Isn't that so interesting? Mm -hmm. I, I will say, though, mm -hmm. producers, they, they have a certain job that they have to do. And they're not malicious or they're not bad people, right? And I think that's something that now I understand moving forward is a lot of the things early on, I did, had no idea about TV or anything about myself and reactions to certain things and now i do understand it mm -hmm. and so now i look back and i'm like oh, okay certain producers can get certain things out of you and that's just kind of how it works and yeah. it's nothing against them it's just you got to be very self-aware uh, of the situation or the certain type of um uh, environment that you're in at that point in time on the show and i think whether on a show or whether in real life yeah. i think it's just yeah. this element of um, I mean, we were saying that this particular instance magnifies qualities that oh, yeah. are great or not great and mm -hmm. takes them to another level. And we can choose to look at it in two different ways, especially being villainized. You know, us both having that villain edit. I chose to look back at it as a coach. I was trained to receive feedback um, as a way to grow. Mm -hmm. And so with my experience on The Bachelor, I mean, that is I could let it defeat me. And there were definitely moments in my life when they were really hard to pull myself out of. But I would read through all those nasty comments and just still try to pull some way that I could grow and apply and, you know, become a better person, become a better coach. And because of that experience, you know, it allowed me to, I mean, truly transform as a person and then to come on to paradise and like show who who I was and then bring a better version of myself into a relationship and look what happened I mean you are definition like I learned and grown from the show mm -hmm. and I have a whole other season to prove that and you too Chris and I think that it's so cool that you guys were both villains on the show and then you really like a lot of them just like go into the abyss right yeah. mm -hmm. but then you guys really came out of it you grew from it and now look you're both very adored and you're together and you got a happy ending from it. Yeah. I know. And it's we're nice. and we're so grateful. Even for those moments that are really hard. And I think we really look back at the show and anything in life that curveballs that, that hit us. It's a moment for us to really grow our strength and to define us. Um and it's how we choose to react to it. And because of that hard time, like I mean, I was able to, you know, find Chris, like had it not been for the show. So I look back and I'm just I'm grateful for for all of it there are things i do regret of course but i still same look here. back and grateful yeah. grateful for it all oh yeah. yeah same so it's honestly like no regrets but i mean a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um okay so let's talk about when you exit the bachelor bubble not so much when the show is airing because i know you guys have talked about that a lot and like all like the hate and the social media and 
that's just something that's just kind of been exhausted. Let's talk about when you exit the bubble and how weird it is when they hand you your phone back. Right. When yeah. you can call your family and all that weird stuff. So uh, I was in Virginia when oh, yeah. I ended up leaving the show. My home state. <laughs> is it? Yes. Very, I'm from Northern Virginia. Very, very interesting state. Or <laughs> very interesting experience. Uh, uh, so I leave uh, the hotel. And it was like four in the morning, and right away I said, "I, I want to go on the next flight" because uh, I was just over it at that point. And I got my phone back, and I turn on my phone, and I had a lot of notifications. But the the biggest thing was is you were just so numb to your phone. It's just like I was gone forty days. I didn't I know didn't how. Want it back. I, I, yeah, I didn't. I, I was, was very reasonably honest to get mm-hmm. it back. As soon as I got it, and I felt as if that I had to give my energy to all these messages, and I felt exhausted. And I hadn't even texted anyone yet, so I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to shut it off. And then I got on the flight, and I when I went home, I remember I literally binged to eat so much cookies because I was so exhausted. I slept for 24 hours straight. Mm-hmm. I laid in bed 24 hours straight. Just <gasps> yeah, I was just so mentally. Drain not physically, mentally, because of what I had just experienced. And I just needed to allow myself to get back in realignment. Your body legit pressed reset. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I was in Paris and it was the day after my 30th birthday (gasps) after a two on one. (gasps) And when I got back to the hotel room, got to bed at 430, Mm -hmm. had to be up at seven for my flight. No. And when I was at the airport, I almost got pulled into customs because there was an issue with my ticket. Like, oh. because I didn't book it, someone else booked it for me. And so three security people came over talking to me. And finally, I was like, look, I'm on a TV show. Like, someone booked it for me. And they're like, wait, what? And they're like, oh, my gosh, an American on a TV show. <laughs> like, probably let me skip the line, upgraded me, checked my luggage for free. Well, a couple bags. I still had to pay, like, $700 to ship all my luggage. And um, on that flight, they, like, they like up- totally upgraded me. And then on that flight, I drank for 14 hours. <laughs> I didn't even sit. I just stood so numb. Just like, oh, my God, I got broken up with on a national television on my birthday. <laughs> like, what happened? And I didn't turn on my phone for five days after getting home. I kept it off for five days, went and saw my grandma literally within 12 hours or less than that of landing, went and stayed with my grandma and slept in my grandma's bed for like five days. I couldn't sleep because of anxiety, so I had to take Benadryl. You know, you know what's crazy. And my aunt was like, "What happened to you?" Is she knew, because uh, she's very self-aware. She knew that she was going to. I knew what was going some, down. Some rough waters. Me, on the other hand, I remember my mom calling me. She goes, "How was it? Talk to me." Same. I said, oh, "Man, it was a great experience. All these great things." I'm thinking in my head. I was like, you know, there was a little rough patch in Vegas and Virginia, but I'm hoping that. Uh, I come out on top, and boy, was I wrong. Because, <laughs> well, not only was I wrong, I, uh, I was completely wrong. And <laughs> I didn't, and th- th- the crazy Remember thing is- Remember that talk is, about self-awareness? Exactly. And what's crazy is, is I didn't get to see my season, and I'm in paradise, getting engaged. Right. And we come out of- You uh, saw not even an episode or one two? Episode. Okay. Okay. One episode. The first one. So, and um, I come out of paradise with her, and I'm- and we're watching the the show. And the first thing is when I turn on my phone in paradise is my mom 
was like, what is going on? Yeah, I remember you and, telling me this. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, I, I, honestly, I just wanted to pass out at When this he's point. calling to tell her he's engaged yeah, and happy. And, and, and it's like a like, whole thing's been going on. She's we like, had you're no not going to want to watch the show. There's just, you're not going to want to read anything. I'm thinking like, oh, my God, what happened? And yeah, so that, that was a, a mm-hmm. bigger eye-opener than leaving in Virginia. Okay. I'd say it was a big cloud, too, because, Huge I mean, cloud. we're coming off, we're excited, and we're together, and want to celebrate it, and then it was really hard to see Chris go through that experience as a villain because I had just come out of it, and I had gone through it, and I knew and how... you had no idea he was going to be portrayed like that. I had no he idea. He was your yeah. fiancé. I had no idea, and I know my biggest concern in dating someone or meeting someone in paradise was that, especially a new someone new fresh off Becca season was that they had no idea what this life or fame or attention would be like. And so I was really resistant to dating someone um, because I didn't know how they would, if they'd be like a Peter Pan and want to be like an Instagram model or, you know what I'm saying? Like really like yeah. soak and bask in the attention and wanted that. Yeah. Cause that's not a quality that I'm looking for in a partner. Um, and so, I mean, I was nervous about that, but then to see Chris having the villain edit and, it was tough, you know, to watch him go through that, what I had gone through. Yeah. In the same way, it's interesting because you definitely fell in love with the person and you had no pre- preconceived notions of who he was. So you really got to know him and not the caricature mm-hmm. that was created of him. Correct. Yeah. Very, very interesting experience, but I'm very grateful. So I have, I have nothing bad to say about any of it. And, you know, it, it's something where you learn a lot from and I came out on top because I got blessed with an amazing woman. So I'm very happy with the the outcome of the a total experience. Yeah. What's the biggest misconception you think of the show? Because I think the most annoying thing I get asked by fans is just, is it real? I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm engaged from it. So it's pretty darn right. real. Right. People seem to be surprised. They're like, oh, my God, you guys are actually together. Yeah. I guess like, too. Uh, yeah, we are. Didn't you watch it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the television show? Yeah. I, I mean, it, the way I kind of explain it is, especially in paradise, you're on an island for almost 30 days with nothing besides the other people around you. And if you're really into someone, being with them every single day for that entire duration is, is equivalent to maybe dating six months to a year out in the real world. Oh, hell yeah. But more importantly, there's no distraction. So if you really want to have some in-depth conversations that have substance that uh, is with someone else and there's no distractions on the table you'll really be able to justify if this is someone that uh, you can see yourself being with outside in the, in, the, mm-hmm. in the real world. I definitely don't think it's a coincidence that the Bachelor in Paradise relationships seem to be longer lasting uh, and that, that oh, yeah. they're honestly, yeah, more of them have formed that have lasted long. So we got Jade, Tanner, Carly, Evan, Raven, and Adam. You and Me Jared. and Jared in a certain capacity. And you guys. Mm-hmm. So... It's just crazy when you compare them to the regular mm-hmm. seasons because when in, in that case, I think maybe you get 36 hours together alone, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. In total. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and in Paradise, you also don't have the camera in your face so much. You no. are lounging around Very and there'll relaxed. be there'll be a camera launched on the top of the ceiling, but you don't really realize. And I feel like it's so much less competitive because... I mean, the first week, I mean, really, everyone's kind of yeah. kissing each other yeah. and getting to know, and it's, like, normal, which yeah. is, like, was so weird. Yeah. But you're, like, <laughs> like you see, like, yeah, you just go and kiss, like, two guys, like, back to back. Like, it's normal. It's paradise. Woo! Yeah. Tequila. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> I'm just that was that. you. I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's amazing. You just spend quality time. And I, I thought Paradise was just, everyone feels relaxed. The beach is an element where I think it just draws out really great qualities in people. And I would say that the our, my experience with the producers in Paradise, it was so much more, it just felt so supportive of exploring relationships. And um, you there's just so much less expectations and pressure on yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to perform and compete with other people. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. not really competing in Paradise. You're just exploring. Right. It all depends on who you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah, I remember you and Kayla. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of uh, packing, Crystal, you packed seven bags for The Bachelor. How many did you bring for Paradise? I brought, I think I cut it down to two and a carry-on. Okay, that's good because Paradise, everything's Some light. Suits. You don't have to exactly. bring, yeah, you don't have to bring coats and pack for every kind of weather, <laughs> which is like, right. what do you mean? Right. Um, thread up is so helpful when packing for The Bachelor or really styling any closet wardrobe, filling it up. You know, you can fill up a closet so easily and so affordably with thread up. Jared and I have so many fun wedding festivities coming up. We got bachelor parties and bridal showers, but I can't spend so much money on a dress every single time. And that's why I love thread up. If you don't know, thread up is the world's largest online consignment and thrift shop. And the prices are 90% off estimated retail prices. 90%. That's crazy. They, I know, right? It's like free. I, I know. That's like tax only. <laughs> I know. And we're going to actually give you an extra 30% off with our code almostfamous30. So that's like negative percent. You know, that's yes. like, that's like <laughs> negative dollars. You based, to wear it. Basically. Wow. They have a huge selection of over 35,000 brands like Madewell, Banana Republic, BCBG, Steve Madden, Kate Spade. Lululemon, Coach, and more. I recently found the cutest Steve Madden booties. They were just $16 and in great condition. So if you sign up now, you're going to get that extra 30% off, like I mentioned, for your first order at threadup.com slash almostfamous30. But make sure there's no A when you put ThreadUp in there. It's T-H-R-E-D-U-P dot com slash almostfamous30. Again, that is threadup.com slash almost famous 30 for an extra 30% off today. Oh yeah, girl. Yeah. I will be using that. All right. We got to wrap this up soon, but we do have some bachelor news that I want to talk to you guys about, including this amazing 40 year old virgin scoop <laughs> of Colton. Now, yesterday when Colton posted this, I was like, did he create that himself? Uh, but apparently uh, Judd Apatow had part of this, the director of The 40-Year-Old Virgin and so many other no comedies. No way. Yeah, he's a big fan. I met his wife backstage at one of the... Um, Leslie Mann. Yes, yes Leslie Mann her. backstage. I think it was oh, at yours. Yeah, it was She came out on stage. She's so cool. Love her. I love, I her too. love Leslie. Could they have found... I'm sure you guys, have, if you incredible. follow Colton or any of the Bachelors on social media, I'm sure you've seen this spoof. But I mean, did Colton pose for this? Because this picture is the exact thing. Yeah, his body is different uh, than Steve Corral's. So this is definitely Colton's body. I think he posed. Yeah, I think he definitely posed. It's incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. It's on point. Can I frame this? (laughs) You guys are friends with Colton. You're both both in paradise with him. Tell us why you think he's going to be a good bachelor, or if you don't think he's going to be a bachelor, then let us know that too. Oh, I I cannot wait to watch his season. 
Colton is multidimensional. I mean, we love we love calling him that because he just offers a lot. And I think that um, I'm excited to see with the woman's perspective of, I mean, with his virginity, mm-hmm. how that's going to impact women, especially if they get they're getting serious. And to see Colton kind of make that decision of, am I ready for the for this step? And I mean, fantasy speeds, man. <laughs> Do you guys but, know any dirt? Um, like, have you talked to him about how his season unfolded? Uh, I mean, I talked to him the other day on the phone. Uh, he lost a little bit of muscle, you know, because he's been doing so much cardio. And he uh, also... Uh, are you referring to bedroom cardio? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's I, how I, you had, like, a dirty look in your eyes. I no, was like... No, I was asking him how uh, how he was as far as... Because he trains real hard. Mm-hmm. He was at, When I was on the phone with him, he was actually at Muscle Farm uh, training. But he... Uh, was uh, telling me about how the sodium and a lot of the food in some of the areas that they went, it was different compared to his diet. And he, he, he feel, has a very strict... Did he feel bloated? He just, he, yeah, he just felt a little bit bloated, a little, a little bit of loss, uh, muscle, lean muscle. So He doesn't uh, have any time to work out. Well, no, I, I, mean, I can't imagine what, the, what it's like for the lead because, I mean, yeah. as contestants... I mean, we barely slept, but the lead, because they have to go and interview after every single day... I don't know how day, they do it. It's the no most idea. exhausting job Ever and nobody gives them credit for it, right? Yeah, so I can only imagine. Not only is he probably fatigued mentally and emotionally, because that that's uh, it's got to be tough uh, mm-hmm. for a couple months doing that. But his body, uh, I'm sure right now that's probably one of his main priorities. Now coming off the the show is getting back to where he was and getting back on his diet and his regimen and stuff like that. But he still looks great. Looks great, you know, definitely a great body, looking good there with the rose. So. I like that. That's pretty. That's I'm pretty very solid. excited. I just think he's great because he's going to be so emotional, yeah, and he open will. about it. He's he so will. comfortable with expressing himself on TV. Yes. I feel like I think you'll see more of a well-polished man uh, on this season well, of, of him. I feel like maybe some people thought with the uh, indecisiveness and him always smiling and serious situations kind of led people to think that he wasn't ready for a role like that and maybe thought maybe uh, him being a little bit more uh, of a boy, I guess you can say. But I'm thinking now watching kind of what's going to play out, I'm thinking you're going to see a a well-polished groomed man and someone who knows what he wants and someone who really gives us everything as far as being real and very genuine. I agree. I have, I just, I feel like he's going to, he's, this was an opportunity for him to step into his own. He's going to shock. Like you guys talking about growth. I think that it's amazing how much growth we've seen Colton go through over the past year too. Oh yeah. We're very invested in him. Um, Bob Guinea has a baby guys, former Bob, former bachelor from like legit 15 years ago. Sorry, Bob. Um, And his (laughs) wife, Jessica can, Canyon just welcomed their first child. It's a baby boy. It's Bob's first at the age of 47. They announced the happy news on Monday on Instagram with the sweet snap of his newborn son's tiny footsteps. The caption read today, footprints. (laughs) With a sweet snap of his newborn son's tiny footprints, today is the greatest day he captioned in the Instagram. Our son, Grayson Robert Guinea, was born early on 12-13-2018. Sagittarius. Yep, are you? Yep. Okay. Great baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, the baby is happy and healthy. Mom is resting, and everybody is so excited. Um, there's also oh, 30. Congrats. Congrats, guys. Congrats, that's exciting. In other news, there's 34 days left to the premiere of The Bachelor. Wow. So you guys only have a couple weeks left of this off season, and and we're back on and, it. Then holy moly! Wow, I can't the wait. world would begins again. <laughs> and lastly, Peter 
You guys know Peter Krause? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know you know him personally? I, I, no, personally, I don't. Yeah. Okay, well, Peter Krause is going to be on this upcoming season of Total Bellas. He goes on a date with Nikki Bella, who, as you may know, was dating... John Cena. John Cena and engaged and about to get married for until like two weeks before the wedding. So now her sister, Brie Bella, sets up Nikki on this date with Peter, and they go on a gondola ride, and they have wine and it's supposed to be really romantic but apparently nikki doesn't feel sparks and uh we see in the preview for the season that he goes in for a kiss but we don't know whether or not the kiss really happens because there's rumors that say there weren't any sparks and that she stopped the kiss before it happens but we're gonna have to watch total bellas to find this out i mean she was dating Engaged to John Cena. Yeah. Who was like 350 pounds of rock hard muscle. <laughs> like, I'm going to say, Peter might be a little too lean. I'm not Nikki. saying she's scared of him. Maybe she's not emotionally ready to jump into anything. John Cena's a big guy. Yeah. And also, there is Bachelor Fantasy League. It's back for this coming season. Don't forget that you have to kind of partake immediately. You can't, like, put it off for a few weeks. There's uh, an amazing prize, which is getting to go to after the final rose if you do win this abc bachelor fantasy league do you guys play bachelor fantasy i feel like we can't i feel like we can't because we know too much yeah Yeah. and yeah i just like cheating yeah Yeah, i I don't think i can get it is cheating and then i feel like all the other people involved and we're like how can i trust that you're not looking at spoilers Right. I'm in a Bachelor Fantasy Football League right now, so that's my main priority. Bachelor Fantasy Football League, yeah. which means that you're playing fantasy football with some bachelors? With bachelor guys. With yeah. all bachelor guys. Cool. Yeah. That's fun. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in first place. Oh, Jared needs <laughs> sorry, to Sorry, DeMario, this. Josh Murray. Aww. Okay. Well, congrats, Chris. <laughs> that's you. pretty awesome. Is he there a prize it. at I, the I, end? I take pri- yeah, money. How much money? Uh, it's like 250 bucks. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, how like, like every yeah. f- friend yeah, fantasy so group a, is. We just do something small, but every... it's, just, it's just nice to, to my first uh, season in. It doesn't matter <laughs> what the prize is. It's just that you guys get your competitive yeah, juices exactly. out. Yeah. Every Sunday morning, he's like, I got to go to the coffee shop and work for a couple hours. I'm like, for fantasy football? <laughs> that's he's Jared like, yeah. on FanDuel. Oh, that's what and I And I'm play. like, make that money. Jared, play, Jared plays FanDuel? Yeah. Oh, I so like does this. Tanner. Wow, I, I really, they both do? Oh my God. I they're like these guys. hardcore. Me too. Yeah, that's where I go to the coffee shop to do my lineups. Wait, how many teams do you create? Dude, I I made in one night forty grand. Okay, Tanner, what? Tanner, Tanner made so much money, but I can't drop the number. Here. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'll tell you later. Yeah, <laughs> you made forty grand. Yeah, legit. I have over a hundred k in winnings. Holy wow! Moly. I have this whole algorithm, uh, numeric system, Excel spreadsheet that I created. I'm going to have to set you up with, with Jared. He needs lessons. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a fantastic podcast. I'm going to leave here feeling good. Like, we really gave them something fun to listen to. Aww. You agree? Thanks yes. for having us. Yeah, it was Thank great. you so much. This was fun. Well, big thank you to BioClarity. Get your first routine today. Enter the code FAMOUS. Ritual for some good vitamins that don't taste fishy. Visit ritual.com slash famous to start your ritual today full and branch if you want to sleep on sheets that the president sleep on you're going to get fifty dollars off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com when you use the promo code almost famous fab fit fun use the code almost famous and you can save ten dollars off your first box making only 39.99 it is a fantastic gift for any girl in your life and then thread up if you need to fill up your closet but you want to do it affordably use our code Almost famous 30 for an extra 30% off today. Chris and Crystal, 
Crystal. <laughs> thanks for joining us and thanks Thank for driving you. up from San Diego. Oh, thanks, thanks for guys. having us. Love you, you guys. Bye. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.